at 13 minutes past four. Let's talk trending news. Trending news right now. Let's look at what's happened in the past 24 hours of uh, social media streets and uh, joined uh, by Adekunle Olabi, digital strategist, journalist and academic speaker, as well as social commentator. How are you today, Ade? Hi, Asanda. I'm doing good. And yourself? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Hoping the week has been great and we're looking forward to the weekend at this stage. It's Thursday. Absolutely. I can finally say what's a weekend is right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's start uh, today by talking about hashtag Butelezi. There's an appeal uh, in South Africa for Jacob Zuma and our former president and Prince Mangosutu Butelezi to unify the Zulu nation. And, and this call being made by the National Freedom Party or the NFP. Tell us more. Um, um, this is this is uh, has been um, an ongoing um, um, situation in in the in, in the KZN region uh, of the country, and everyone is just uh, concerned about um, the, the the current uh, problems that is actually uh, been having in the royal family in 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 KZN, and and I think making a call to to the leader and uh, I mean, former president Jacob Zuma to actually step in in this uh, problem, this the feud in the royal family. It's because it, it's actually, um, it, it's the right call. And, and I think these are two icons that actually um, represent the, the, the Zulu nation. Uh, and I think having to get them to to intervene would it's it's an ideal thing to do and because if they don't intervene we i mean the coronation is happening in, in weeks from now and um it, it it needs to be done and something needs to be done and it's just the, the question now is and knowing how the the late king passed on the queen passed on and and all the allegations pointing of ends here and there and and um it's, it's just it's quite sensitive and i'm actually i have to be careful as well in making comment about this because it's a very sensitive um um uh, topic to to discuss and i can just only hope and that uh, the president the former president and uh, the iap leader can actually um get involved and and, and try to see how they can address uh, this this issue yeah as palele ivan bongwa on twitter says uh, muvango the zulu version brought to you by the zulu kingdom on on this topic and uh, muvango being that uh, drama series or soapy that's based on uh, a royal family in uh, shivenda as well there i guess that's how uh, some people interpret it as being drama but there is worry of continued tensions and infighting within the zulu royal family do you think that the, generally the Zulu nation feels uh, on this worry or they feel, you know what, we'll wait it out. We know our uh, princes and kings will sort this. Uh, I, I, I don't think so, because also on social media, there's been, um, well, it is mixed reactions at the moment um, right now. And I, and I think some people would definitely weigh on, on on your comment, like thinking that, look, I think it will blow over and we have so many other things to worry about. But but it doesn't take away the the, the, the problem. And I think for, for, for some of us that actually, uh, you know, been following this story and this is, this didn't just happened overnight. It's been, it's been ongoing since the king uh, was, was chosen and people have opinions and all sort of things. And now like is becoming like um, some sort of functions. And 
and it, if i think it could also we don't know where this might lead as well we do not know what can happen and 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 i think to, to prevent any um um further you know issues um i, I can't even say it's my how, how what is the length of what this can ex can lead to uh, i mean it's rather to just call the leaders and and get involved and and actually uh resolve the issues and i'm sure they are they have so that's a lot of influence in the in the zulu nation and i think they would listen to their leaders and um and, and get it issued resolved and i know the king um also would want this resolved as well and we can bury um, we can all shoot our sword and 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 bury the hatchet and 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 carry it on. We have he has a, a a nation to a Zulu nation to rule, and and we want to be a peaceful one and a peaceful reign and a long reign as well as we will expect to our kings in 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 our in our country. Well, the two leaders that the NFP call is calling on, uh, Jacob Zuma and Prince Mangosutu Butelezi, are credited for bringing peace between the ANC and IFP. That would be on a political front. Do you think it translates to this? As we say, it is quite a sensitive one, especially for the uh, Zulu nation. And are these the only two leaders that could come with a solution to this, in your view? Uh, in my in my opinion, and I mean, we all know the the, the influence that the former president Jacob Zuma has in Zulu Nation as a as an individual. He's loved. He's he's, he's got the charisma. He's got the leadership, and he's been around for quite a long. I mean, he's he's got that influence. And uh, Mangosutu also. He, I mean, he, this is this the, without these people, uh, we can write the history and uh, about the Zulu Nation and be, beyond the politics. And this this is this are like um, I mean. Uh, well, if Zulu Nation should be on its own, uh, I mean, segregated from the country, we know that they would probably be the kingmakers in in the country. Yes, of course, we've got the Zulu royal family, and but these are, uh, in my opinion, I consider them as as the the true leaders that that are recognised in the. I mean, there might be other people, but beyond politics, they they've actually hand their stripes in terms of. Um, um, I mean, portraying their leadership, or I, I wouldn't uh, question their leadership, obviously, but they've actually handed their the, the stripe in, in, in KZN. And I guess it also speaks of the beacon of hope that the Prince Mangosutu Butelezi is seen to be in the Zulu nation. We'll talk about hashtag free R. Kelly after this break. Let's take a short one. Adekunle Owalabi, social commentator, digital strategist, journalist and academic speaker joining us. Trending news right now. Hashtag free R. Kelly. Let's talk about this. Adekunle Olabi joining us then to comment on what's happened in the last 24 hours of social media and the news there. So R. Kelly is back in court to face further sex crime charges. So this is over and above the 30 years that he's been sentenced for. He's serving a 30-year sentence for sex offenses, uh, for recruiting women and teenagers for sex. But this particular one relates to 2008 case. Um, I mean, Asanda, this is this is um, another. Uh, I wouldn't even know how to describe it because um, the social media was was gonna blaze when this um, uh, this session was held. I mean, the prosecutor did say that Al Kelly has a dark side that was eating from the public, and and that has been one of the headlines that has been published across a lot of major news outlets. And and you know, it's it, it, it's it's we are we are like it's like a like a I don't know how to explain it. We actually unpacking 
something that we don't have no idea that is um, is, is this deep in in, in in when it comes to our Kelly's case. And like right now, this case is actually going to last for another week. And and considering the the um the also the accomplice as well uh, on this on this particular charges that is actually on 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 him. And I, I'm afraid. I'm not entirely sure. He's actually been he was being sentenced to thirty years in jail. And I do not know what other charges. I mean, what punishment this is going to actually be when he's now being found guilty on these charges. And it's it's such a I mean such a shame. I would say, I mean, knowing that I mean, considering um, how does his, his career is already going down, and also now the victim side and the, the, the I mean, there are reactions around how the media has been focusing more on Al Kelly and and less about the victims. And and we're not looking at a superstar anymore. We're actually looking at um, a child molester, and yeah. and that's it's, it's it's reality. And we need to begin to look at that. Is now is not about the Grammy award winning uh, R and B star that we know about. It is something else. And the prosecutor was really adamant in actually trying to let everyone to understand that side. Like this is the very dark side that we know nothing about, and this is it. So we like it was just kind of interesting to see how. This case is being discussed, and actually, uh, the social media part and the the, the fans and and it's just Asanda is quite emotional to actually, um, um, I mean, unpack this story. And when we had a session here in Lagos and actually discussed this case, and I mean, I actually listen and just hear. I mean, from from um, I mean, quite a lot of people have been. I'm not trying to put a. Um, you know, put gender on this conversation now because I'm a man, but also we also need to begin to listen on the victim's side. Then it begins to help us to understand. I mean, there was a time they actually did push that, look, if anyone has actually seen Surviving Al Kelly, they shouldn't be on the jury at all. But I was slammed. And because they already trying to think, look, if anyone has seen Surviving Al Kelly, definitely they should be on the jury. I do not know what you take? What's your take on that? But I think, um, well, that might probably affect the the decision. But in the end, whether you've seen, I've, I haven't seen it myself. Whether you've seen surviving actually or not, I mean, this charges sticks, and we have victims that actually spoken about it. So I don't have to even see it to to believe what the verdict should be. On my, in my opinion, yeah, interestingly, that that the motion was brought forward by Kelly's attorney, who happens to be a woman, Jennifer Bonjean. I, I don't know. For me, that's just a bit crazy. But I guess it's her job, and maybe she just took it on and decided uh, maybe she'd been her attorney. I mean, his attorney for years, and she wasn't going to drop him. But uh, for those who watch the documentary Surviving R. Kelly, for her to put a motion that they must not be part of the jury, first of all, I'm glad that the judge denied that motion. Second of all, it speaks to the side of the victims. We need to hear the side of the survivors, let's call them, because they are alive, they're not dead. They survived this horrific um, ordeal. But we need to hear the side of the of, of those survivors of this. So for me, it's an important part of uh, this whole debacle. It's not even a trial. It's a whole you know, I don't know what to call this th- this thing. But what's more chilling for me, Adekunle, is that it involves other um, associates, this particular case of 2008 of child pornography. And one wonders how many were helping R. Kelly to carry out his evil acts. 
uh, thank you, Sandra, you know, for, for this, for your input as well on this, because it, it, I mean, that's what's something that maybe there could be more people and we're not sure, you know, and of course it now depends on if, you know, how many of them can be, can be held for any charges. How many of them can be held accountable? How many of them will be implicated? And this is something that went for years. I mean, I mean, looking at, you know, his relationship about um, Aliyah was also being talked about by a lot of media outlets and how they were together at the age of 13 and he had to eventually get to marry her on, at 15 because he actually thought he might have gotten her pregnant. And because he obviously did know that, you know, this is, uh, and this shouldn't even be happening. You shouldn't be relating to a 13 year old in that way. And, and, and this is just something that I think, I mean, we, I wouldn't even want to speak uh, about, um, I don't even know what, what is going on in the, in, in his mind, you know, how do they really think we're going to get away with this? And who would have thought a day like this would come or, it, or an era like this would come where all of this would be uncovered and this very dark side and he's being portrayed uh, uh, as a monster. And it's not about being portrayed as a monster. It is uh, it's actually a monstrous act. And, and 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 all of that so there's just some i mean the fans still say we're still gonna play our vocalist music we don't really want to get involved in his personal life and these are all reactions on social media and of course everyone is have a they have a freedom of, of, of opinion and all of that but the reality is he did abuse underage children and, and 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 involving child pornography which is which which shouldn't have actually happened and it would have to be tried like an ordinary citizen it doesn't matter if he's a superstar it will be tried and he's getting tried and he will be going to jail for it. Yeah, some things just don't make sense. I mean, also, there's a minor who uh, was involved at the time who declined to testify at the 2008 trial because uh, she was receiving threats and bribes. But now she will be taking the stand. She was 14 at the time, so obviously she's a bit older now. Uh, and also what doesn't make sense is his attorney blaming mob justice. She's saying there's a mob justice climate uh, taking place in the U.S. right now. And this is exacerbating things for R. Kelly and the social media movements of hashtag mute R. Kelly and also the documentary, uh, the surviving R. Kelly documentary. That makes no sense to me because what, what can you blame here except his actions and his choices? I mean, exactly. And I think it's, I think, you know, we have, we in this era where everyone uh, wants to push their opinion out there and, and it doesn't take the, the, the reality, the trauma, even if he gets, if he's gone back to, of course, gone back to jail now, it doesn't take away the, the, the trauma that the victims have actually gone through. Or we just trying to see like we have to also, he needs to be receiving some uh, punishment uh, for, for what is done. And that's what the law is there for and be able to, serve that as a as a deterrent and to, to everyone out there and they should need to know that the rule of law needs to be needs to be held nonetheless yeah and if i can just add final point there on my personal note uh, i call them survivors and not victims because they didn't die from what uh, a monster was trying to destroy in them they fought through and they are still alive and continuing with their lives so for me it's more an empowerment thing to call women who've survived any sexual acts and abuse uh, survivors rather than victims. Uh, but anyway, that's just me. Uh, Let's move on talking hashtag Julius Malema. Yeah, the EFF leader, Julius Malema, saying that uh, the Jacob Zuma-aligned ANC RET faction or the Radical Economic Transformation faction is confused about uh, former spy chief Arthur Fraser's intentions. This regarding the Palapala um, uh, debacle against President Cyril Ramaphosa. 
what is he saying and why would they be confused? Um, I mean, you know, with, uh, with the EFF leader, we all know um, is 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 uh, someone of influence and charisma as well, and um, and I think the point is trying to drive across is to an allegation because um, I guess the the former president uh, Tabombeki saying that he is actually. Um, Arthur Fraser is actually working for him and is actually pushing his agenda and because he and I think he could be referencing one of the um, because the former president Tabombeki has actually criticized um, the, the president Sir Ramaphosa about about his delivery not delivering as well and even when he was endorsed for another time he, he was he has actually gave his um, opinion about it and about the the, the nod that he had for the another time and and I think I mean, it's still an allegation, and of course, I do not expect the the former president uh, Tamobeki to actually come out and say yes, he is working for me. Uh, but I mean, it's still an allegation, and I think he has also made some points clear that look, the the, the radical uh, economic transformation, the RIT of of the ANC, they have not been jubilating or celebrating in any of um, Arthur Fraser's efforts into trying to to push the Palapala gate on the on the president. So uh, I, I think it sort of makes sense in a way if you look at it the way the um, Julius Malema is actually the FF leader is actually uh, putting it out there but you know i'm sitting on the fence because it's still an allegation and it could look like a well-scripted idea but um still doesn't really stick to say it is indeed uh, the, the, the truth all right let's uh, talk hashtag zozi zozimini tunzi's bodyguard receiving backlash for a gesture that he made towards makazi that singer and uh, Zozi was a judge at the Miss South Africa and Miss Universe, uh, uh, Miss South Africa pageant 2022. And Makazi was a guest there. So they were trying to greet each other. And then a bodyguard came in and uh, Chips are not happy uh, about what he did. Um, I, I mean, like it was actually one of those women, but I also, I, um, it was a split second thing, but I mean, there's a lot of backlash on the bodyguard and people were actually telling Zoe should have actually intervened. And there was one tweet that actually stood out and this person was actually saying that, hey, um, guys, you actually saw a five seconds clip and we didn't see what Zoe did afterwards. So we should take it easy on her. And I, I think someone also praised Makazi as well that she didn't have this do you know who I am moment with the with the uh, with the bodyguard as well. She could have actually said, Hey, what are you trying to do? You know, I'm also a celebrity, something like that. But I also think the bodyguard could I do not think the bodyguard, if he really knew who she was, I don't think he would have treated her in that way. This is Makazi we're talking about here, uh, the Venda Queen. And I think but it is it is just one of those Women like this, and I mean, a bodyguard just trying to do his work, uh, and that is the way I see it. But is I mean, she took it really like she took it really well, and that was really sweet of her. And 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 you also speak a lot about her character as well, mm-hmm. and and to have done that, to have not, she left it could have turned out to be dramatic in a way, but she didn't. She just of just like one of those observing protocol kind of moment, and she just did what she had to do, and and she went to greet. Um, Professor Tuliman Donsela afterward, and I think it was it was something like one of those moments. But trips were divided. Some were really going for the bodyguard, and and something. Look, 
I think Zozi didn't know, uh, and, and we didn't know if she really reacted because we couldn't see the, the continuation of the clip. <laughs> yeah, well, bodyguards, I think, get a lot of uh, slack when it comes to how they do their jobs. They're seen as aggressive, but uh, maybe they're doing their jobs. Uh, but at the same time, I saw the video. He wasn't aggressive. He was gentle with his gesture. And also, though, on another hand, uh, because I'm a bit two ways about it, the bodyguard must have known that this type of event uh, is going to have public figures in it. And, you know, having access to back, uh, back what do you call it, uh, backstage or whatever, or having access to a judge, which Zozi was, he must have known that uh, only the public figures, the kosher people, can make it there. And even if he thought uh, Makazi was a fan, um, I'm, see, I'm thinking he should have read Zozi's face because her face looks very happy to see Makazi. So I'm, I'm curious yeah, about this cool. one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually true. It's quite spot on, Asanda. You actually you actually right as well on that. Unless the bodyguard is a fan of Makati himself, and he was maybe trying to <laughs> brush a bit of him <laughs> of his arm against hers or something, just to say I've touched Makati uh, in some way or another. <laughs> uh, Orlando Pirates. Let's end on that note. You are a happy chappy, hey? Up with the Bucks, uh, winning one nil against uh, Royal AM. <laughs> Yes, we, we did what the Chiefs couldn't do. So that is what it is. So um, we, uh, we, you know, we, we have to do what we have to do. I'm very happy about the outcome. It's just a one nil down and um, Ottawa to do the job. I'm a happy man. And we, we, are, we are going somewhere with uh, Orlando Pirates. This was quite a, I mean, I feel like it was one-sided game in a way because um, they really tried and the hosts really tried. They did so well. They had more possessions, more passes. And we just we just uh, had that opportunity and we seized it and we had the game to the end of the game. And they had a red card at the 90, 94 minutes. And, um, and that, uh, so it's one of those things, but um, I'm, just, I'm just happy about the outcome. As an Orlando Pirate fan. Okay. <laughs> Ended on that note as you start your weekend on a great one. Uh, but thanks again yes. for joining us, Ade, and uh, we appreciate your time always. It's always good to be on the show. Thank you, Asanda. Thank you so much. My oh, pleasure. Adekunle Owalabi is social commentator, digital strategist, journalist, and uh, academic speaker. Joining us on our trending news.